I'm Rachel Hernandez, real estate investor turned mobile home investor and best-selling author. I make a living investing in mobile homes for cash flow for long-term passive income. After many mistakes and lessons learned, I've been able to create the kind of life where I can do the types of things I want to do, not have to do. I created the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast to share with you what I've learned so you can spend more time with family, friends, and do things you love. Mobile home investing can help you get there. If you want to hear real stories with practical and actionable advice you can use from someone who's been in the trenches and who's still investing today to create the type of life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello there. And welcome to the Adventures of Mobile Homes podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of AdventuresInMobileHomes.com. Thank you so much for joining me here on the 17th episode of the podcast. Now, just in case you missed it, be sure to tune in to the last episode where I talk about how to find and hire contractors to help you with your mobile home investing business. You can find it along with the show notes at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 16. And that is the number 16. Okay, so let's get started. So last week, I talked about how to find and hire contractors and the steps you can take to look for contractors as a mobile home investor. Again, when it comes to finding and hiring contractors, You want to work with contractors who specialize in working on mobile homes. But when you do, you need to make sure that you can work with them, with the way they do business, and communicate. So choose who you work with wisely. Otherwise, it could end up in disaster. But today, I want to talk about a topic that I'm sure you've been waiting to hear about. Now, I specifically held off on this subject because I really wanted to lay the foundation of what it takes to be a successful mobile home investor in the first place. But since I've already laid it out with the first couple of episodes, I think it's time to dive into the subject once and for all. And that is the topic of how to find mobile home sellers. So today, I'm going to talk to you about how you can find and market to mobile home sellers 
as a mobile home investor. But before we move on, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Rachel here. Are you interested in mobile home investing? If yes, I've got a free mobile home investing course for you. It's called What You Need to Know to Get Started in Mobile Home Investing. It details all the ins and outs of what you need to know before you get started as a mobile home investor. With so much information out there, it's overwhelming to go out and search for what you're looking for. So I put my knowledge and expertise in mobile home investing to work. And it's all in this free training course. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash free training class. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash free training class. Grab your seat and get started today. Now, back to the show. Okay, first things first. Before you even start looking for mobile home sellers, you have to have your foundation laid out. If you haven't listened to the first couple of episodes of the podcast, I highly suggest you do that before you listen to this one. Trust me, it'll all make sense once you do. Otherwise, you could find yourself floundering. Now, if you have listened to the first couple of episodes of the podcast, then you'll know what I'm talking about because it needs to all come together once you've laid your foundation. At this point, you should already have a plan on what you want to do, whether it's to build up cash and find deals for other investors by bird dogging or wholesaling, or you may be ready to buy and hold properties for cash flow. Whatever path you choose is fine. As long as you know what you want to do. And more importantly, why? With that being said, you should have already taken the steps to build a team, set up your business, talk to a few park managers, and start talking to contractors on a regular basis. I cannot stress the importance of building relationships with park managers before you start looking for deals in parks. Again, make sure you've got the okay from the park manager before you start looking for mobile home sellers. If not, go back to episode 8 of this podcast where I talk about how to talk to mobile home park managers and follow the steps and the blueprint there. It's essential you do that to be successful as a mobile home investor. And that's all I'm going to say about that. 
For the purpose of this podcast episode, I'm going to only talk about finding mobile home sellers in mobile home parks, which is what I specialize in. If you're interested in finding mobile home sellers on private land, I may cover that topic in a future episode down the road. So stay tuned. Okay, let's get back to it. When you're finally at a point where you're ready to find mobile home sellers to work with, how do you start? Where do you find these sellers to begin with? And what are the best marketing techniques out there? Well, I'm going to go over a couple of marketing methods that I've used personally. And I'll tell you which ones have worked and which ones haven't worked for me. Now, I will say your results may differ depending on your personality. A marketing method that worked for me may not necessarily work for you, and vice versa. So you may have to try a few things out before you start getting results. So let's start off with the methods that have worked for me. For me personally, the best thing that has worked for me in terms of marketing has been building relationships with park managers. Hands down. The park managers are the go-to person when you're out looking for mobile home sellers. These people need to sell their homes. And every month, they come in and pay their lot rent to the park manager. So, a lot of times, during chit-chat, the park manager will find things out. Many times, the sellers will discuss any issues they have about the park. But one of the things these owners need to do is give notice to the park if they intend to move. And in this case, intend to sell. So, usually the story will come out regarding why they're selling and when they need to sell by. It's just part of the business. So, if you've got a good relationship with a park manager, then hopefully they'll let you know about the leads that come in with mobile home sellers needing to sell. But you can't just wait by the phone for the park managers to call you. Sure, it happens. But you still need to do some work. And this means stopping by the park to see how the park manager is doing on a regular basis. It can't just be a one-time thing. Park managers 
need to know, like, and trust you before they start sending leads your way. And this goes for anything, whether it be sellers, buyers, renters, or even contractor referrals. So you'll have to put in the extra time to cultivate these relationships and show that you care about them, about what's going on in the park, but also in their own lives, which you should in the first place. So check up with mobile home park managers regularly. Now, this doesn't mean you have to be there every day or every week, for that matter. In the beginning, I was making visits every two weeks. But as my business grew, I kept it to once a month. And don't do it on the first of the month when lot rent is due. That's the worst time to drop by, as they're usually busy collecting lot rent and talking to residents who may have issues. Personally, I found the middle of the month the best time to visit park managers. So be respectful of their time. Even if you've built up relationships with park managers, they may not call you right away. This happened with me on my first mobile home deal, which I talk about in episode three, which I'll link up here in the show notes just in case you missed it. Getting back to the story, I had built up the relationship with the park manager, but she hadn't sent me any leads yet. Yes, there were deals being had in the park. And looking back, I know she was sending those leads to other people she knew. But it was because our relationship wasn't strong enough. As a new investor to the park, I still had to prove myself and show her I could do the work and close. Talk is cheap until you actually act on what you say you're going to do. And I see that now. So in the beginning, even though I had relationships with park managers, I still had to do my own marketing to find mobile home sellers. So what kind of things did I do? What worked and what didn't work? Well, one of the things I did was market right in the parks themselves. Once I got the okay from the park manager to do business in the park, I'd stop in regularly and then do my marketing there. 
so they could see me do the work. One of the things I did was pass out flyers to the residents living in the parks. This is how I found my first mobile home deal. The owners received my flyer and gave me a call on it. There was no for sale sign on the home. And they were looking for someone to buy their home that they could trust. When I passed out flyers, I'd knock on people's doors. If they answered, I said hi and just told them that I was looking for a mobile home to buy and if they were going to sell or knew someone who was going to sell to just give me a call. Then I gave them my flyer and I went on to the next home. If they weren't home, I'd stick a flyer on their door. I went to every single home in the park. So I did this for all of the parks that I worked in where I got the okay from the park manager. And it worked. Now, I know this seems like a lot of work going door to door, but it was effective. So honestly, it doesn't matter how much work you do, whether it be big or small, as long as it's effective and produces results, which it did for me. Another thing I did was put the flyers on the bulletin boards near the mailboxes in the park. Many times, mobile home parks will have a community bulletin board where residents can post flyers, make announcements such as garage sales, or promote their business with their business cards. I put my flyers here, and I received many calls from them. Yet another method I did was putting signs around the park, outside the park. This was effective as well, though I had to wait until the end of the week. Usually on a Friday afternoon or early Saturday morning to put up the signs. And then I had to take them down on Sunday afternoons. Most times, posting up signs isn't allowed during the week. But it can be okay during the weekends, as people have garage sales and estate sales going on. Just be sure you check the laws in your area regarding signs and see what other residents are doing. And please don't keep your sign out there all week. Otherwise, you could get in trouble. 
Plus, if the park manager sees it when they're set to go into the office, usually during the week, well, then you'll be questioned. And that's not a good way to start off a relationship. So follow the rules when it comes to using signs and be cautious when using them. Other than marketing and the parks themselves, I also visited surrounding businesses around the park. Here, I put up flyers on community bulletin boards and wherever else was allowed. I did exactly what Lonnie did and said to do in his book, Deals on Wheels, where he mentioned marketing in surrounding businesses like laundromats and gas stations. So I made it a part of my marketing plan. Aside from marketing locally, I also put ads in the local throwaway paper. Again, just like Lonnie suggested, though I found I'd get all kinds of leads on mobile homes, not just in parks, but also out on land. And these were places from all over. Some were not even very close to where I lived. So I'd be cautious if you went this route. That you may get different kinds of leads and phone calls. Speaking of ads, I've also used Craigslist on and off. And... I find it's really hit or miss. You get a lot of tire kickers and not just mobile home sellers. I've received messages from people soliciting their own business, such as property managers, movers, and contractors. So to me, it's not the best use of my time. It's worth trying, but... Don't make it your only source of marketing. Lastly, the marketing method that I do to find mobile home sellers that keeps coming back is really networking. In episode 11 of this podcast, I talk about how to build your team for your mobile home investing business. And by far... The networking that I do helps to bring in leads time and time again. Not just for mobile home sellers, but for potential buyers and renters. Oh, and I even had an attorney's office call me. Basically, they wanted to send me leads for some of their clients who had mobile homes for sale that they didn't know what to do with. So networking pays off. Yes, it does take time to build a network and establish trust. But once you gain that trust, 
And this is only done over time by being consistent, touching base, and following up regularly, then you'll have an endless stream of leads from people you know, like, and trust already. And the best part? Well, if you've built up the relationship right, then your network will pre-screen the leads for you and get you the information you need. On the other hand, when you're out marketing yourself, you get all kinds of leads. And the part that takes the longest is digging for information and getting it in order to make a determination whether or not you should pursue the lead. But if you're networking right, your network and the team members on your network will already have the information for you, saving you time and money. Okay, so which marketing method is right for you? when you're out finding mobile home sellers. Again, this will depend on you and your personality. There's no right or wrong method. It's different for everyone. So you may have to try out a few things to see what works and what doesn't work. But honestly, I suggest trying a lot of different things when you're just beginning because you never know where it can lead. Now, I'll tell you a story about that. I bought a mobile home in a park. It was a three-bedroom, two-bath, late 1990s home. And the seller found me through a couple of different marketing methods. They were a referral from a park manager, my ad in the local paper, and a sign outside the park. The seller told me they had seen a few of my marketing pieces and finally decided to call me when it was time to sell. And guess what? There was no for sale by owner sign on the home. No one knew it was for sale. Just like my first deal, this seller wanted to sell to someone they could trust. So I ended up buying that home as there was no one else but me that they had talked to since I was the only one they called. Now, I won't get into the details here about the deal, but I will cover it along with some case studies on a future podcast episode down the road. So stay tuned. So you see, you never know which marketing method will get you results.
And in this case, it was a combination of a few. The referral from the park manager, my sign outside of the park, and the ad in the local paper. It took all of these marketing methods for the seller to finally call me. But they told me afterwards the one marketing method that stood out the most was the park manager's recommendation to call me. So I guess the other marketing pieces just helped to reinforce that more. So there you have it. My advice on how to find mobile home sellers when it comes to your mobile home investing business. As you can see, it's best to try out a few different marketing methods to find sellers of mobile homes when you're just starting out. This way, you can see what works and what doesn't work. Don't just stick with one marketing method because it may not work or you may need a few out there to finally get sellers to call you. Again, you want to do things that work with your personality. Don't pursue marketing methods that don't work with your personality. So you may have to apply a few different marketing techniques and adjust accordingly. And if there are some marketing techniques that have worked for you, let me know. I'd love to hear about them. So what did you think? Did this episode help you as a mobile home investor? I hope so. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes where I link up some of the resources mentioned here. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 17. And that is the number 17. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 17. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with family and friends. And be sure to subscribe. If you have some time, I'd love to hear your feedback through a short Apple podcast review. Until next time, this is Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of the Adventures of Mobile Homes podcast, signing off. Thanks for listening.